0: With water and fire, and an earnest desire, he asked for the wisdom
1: of light. His hands reach out to mine,
0: and together we'll find a place among the stars tonight. Hey, hi. Um, it's dinner at Johnny's, and according to Native tradition, there was always a special person in each tribe, that one could go to for answers to dreams, visions, and future events, these special people were called tellers or seers. Our guest is Ted Silverhand. He's a Tuscarora native from North Carolina, and he is also a seer. Hello there, Ted. Hello, Johnny. It's good to uh,
1: to see you again.
0: Yeah, it's good to see you too, my friend. I also have Les Shockley here with us. Who, um, we're gonna get into some really wild stuff. I uh, first of all. Ted, uh, is there an afterlife?
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. There's a time that you go when you cross over and go before the Grand Council, and then they instruct you that once you leave them, that they, you would go into a dream time, and that for one full year, your whole time you would be dreaming about Your whole life would be shown in front of you. Whether if you had Alzheimer's or not, you would definitely remember everything that you went through during this lifetime. Then, when you awaken on the anniversary of your rebirth, the anniversary of your death, and when you go back before the council, it is you in front of the council. You judge yourself on what you had done during this entire life. And whether you have to go back to redo certain things or you move ahead into, uh, into the next part of the journey. But this is an unending journey. And this is why we say that if you notice there are some people that if they take their lives in suicide, they repeat themselves They have to keep coming back, keep coming back. And they reach that certain time in their life, of that certain age time, if they do it again, they have to come back and redo it and redo it. This is how it works until you break through that cycle. But when you go before the Grand Council, think about it as going before the teachers, your own teachers. And they explain that, say, When you did certain things, they say, couldn't you have done it a little different? Couldn't you have done it this way or that way? Because you can't lie because you're talking about yourself to them. And then they say, uh, okay, you you could have done it this way or that. Yes, right. So, therefore, you you are the one who says, yeah, I think I need to go back. I have to do this. I have to do that. You
0: judge yourself. You judge yourself. Wake up every day and think about what you did yesterday. What you did, yeah.
1: And this is the reasons why I have always said that once I cross over into spirit world, I would, would like to come back again as a teacher, as a seer. I really would like to come back to do that work again. Technically, you go through the entire zodiac in in, in reincarnated. go through every race of man or womanhood. You have to see how the other people live. You have to walk into uh, that area. I heard someone said one time that perhaps that uh, that uh, Dr. King was a very bad slave owner at one time in one of his past lives. So this is to show you the
0: certain areas of why. Why people are different. Why Everyone's they- different. Some people seem to just be driven. Definitely, yeah. To do certain or to run certain paths in their lives, all everybody is driven to run a certain path in
1: their lives, and then yet they have to come back to research it or come back to, to try to over it to reform themselves to be a
0: better person. Now you talk but, to a lot of people, and I want. We'll mm-hmm. get back to this subject. Yes. So when you take a second to mm-hmm. talk to someone and you see mm-hmm. things. What do you see? Is it always pretty? <laughs> no, it's not. But yet, I'm not here to judge.
1: Yeah. I'm here to listen to what you have to say or what your questions are in that area. And then, or or it could be that what what is it that you want to know from me or from talking to my own counsel? Yeah. I'm not here to critique you or to do this and say that. No, uh, uh, because I'm a neutral person, mm-hmm. and that uh, because you, you, you are so close up onto it to where you may not see it. So this is why a person comes to see a person like me; yeah. they get a clear fix on certain things.
0: So, Les, you've this is your first time meeting Ted. Yeah, Ted's come to parties at my house before. Yep. Okay, he's a Tuscarora. I don't tell anybody who Ted is when they arrive. I don't want them to to pester him or bother him or have it turn into party tricks. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I don't say anything. But this guy still goes around and personally talks to everybody. And the connection he seems to have with people that is just natural is amazing. And I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes I talk to people after and they say, I just feel wonderful after I talk to him. They feel better. Is this a gift you've had since you were born? It's a gift I've had since I was born. I was, and
1: I call it being blessed with it. My mother had the gift. My father had the gift. So I was very, I felt, however, I didn't see it quite as a blessing at that time. But over the years it took to understand that, um, of what this has done for me it has taken me on different trips, pretty much not all over the world, but in many places within the world.
0: And, and I want you all to know he's met some famous people, and we're going to reveal <laughs> who those are coming on. Yeah.
1: yeah, I've been blessed with meeting good people and bad people, and, uh, and the ones in between. But it's like my mother instructed me, I'm not here to judge. So when I started that once and I said, I don't like that person because... You are not here to judge. You are here to advise whatever they're asking of you for you to look within that. And, um, and person that, that this one person has gone on now into higher grounds. This was a man named Antonella Gambino.
0: You read for a Gambino crime his, boss? His wow.
1: father, no, his brother was Carlo. Okay. Antonelli never came into the U.S. that I know of except by way of St. Thomas. He lived in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Okay. And I, I did know, but yet at the same time, I was not there to talk to him about his brother or anything like that. It's what he wanted to know about certain things. So this is why, it is, I
0: say. All right. Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. this Gambino guy mm-hmm. calls you up and says, A, hey, I need a reading. What happens? He's from the
1: old country. He didn't call me up. However, the, the call came through for me because he's from the from, <laughs> from the old country. <laughs> Sorry, and I had they to throw believed, that in. They believed in things like fortune tellers and things of okay. that. All right. And so, um, but he he lived in uh and um well basically I don't remember how I got the contract except that for me to fly, you know I got the ticket. Mr. Gambino wants to see you. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like <laughs> that. But it was word that uh <clears throat> um he it was I paid for uh it was let me get back to your where ticket was paid for. The it. ticket was paid Forget for for about me it. to go for me to come to okay. St. Thomas. And when I got to St. Thomas, I did the read it was fifteen hundred dollars. I never forget the price of it. It was fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And then when I I was with him for, I think it was maybe 45 minutes at most. And then when I left with with security, I did not they did not. No one told me who he is. I didn't even know who a Gambino is or anything of like that. Mm-hmm. And then the all of the flights out of St. Thomas originates in St. Thomas, so Every flight was leaving out so when they brought me back to the airport and they set at the coffee table and his security was at the next table and when they called the plane I would go get on the plane, fly and then I make my arrangements in, in Atlanta to get to North
0: Carolina. So they, took care, you. So so, oh, yeah, right. they took care of it. So oh yeah, so you show up, you don't really know it's him. What can we ask like generally what kind of questions he asked? Did he ask you questions about business? His life? Yeah, he
1: about there were businesses, and I did not know what type of business until After. I think the second trip they said that he was the owner of an asphalt and concrete company in Saint Thomas.
0: Of course, <laughs> of course, of yeah. course, construction business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh so, man, I don't. And know. he's he's not with us right now because we really shouldn't yeah, he, be laughing about he, him. He is not.
1: He is. <laughs> He is not with us, and okay. the thing about it he was I away. never did. Uh, I don't know what was he had asked because that was taken away from me when I leave a place. It's taken away. But oh, he gosh. was he was seventy three years old at the time, and his his girlfriend or his wife was a was a twenty three year old Tonian. of course beauty yes. that he
0: was, and he had a son. Okay, son. so yes. he's not the only person you've met of at least. Um, yes. Who's notable? Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. He's read for Elvis Presley. Wow. I'm going to tell you because you got to keep listening. I'm going to tell you right now. He's read for Johnny Cash. Yeah. Can you do a Johnny Cash impression, Les? Yeah. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. It was yeah. going to Elvis. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get you with and, Elvis. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and mm-hmm. and you you must be you must fall into like when you're really good at your job, as mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. You get to know people of, of prominence, and then they suggest you to their friends, right? That's how it goes through word of mouth. And you got to yeah. Elvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the one that I did
1: not, uh, I, well, I still, I received a phone call, and that was Latoya Jackson. That came, she on her own, I guess from some pl- person recommended her as well mm-hmm. as a telephone, and uh, I talked with her, I think it was. Two or three times back in those days.
0: Wow, wow. and uh, and that's when you see one of her letters she's written about that and everything. So tell me about uh, tell me about your meeting with the king, Elvis Presley.
1: Well, that was through that was through Johnny Cash, but what? But I did uh-huh. not know that it was uh, how this came about. Is that I received a phone call it was, and I know it was on a Monday, and it was from some man from. He said he was from Washington, from, from the Pentagon or something, and this general was flying in from Germany with his wife, and he wanted to know how much I would charge for a reading of his of this general and his wife. And that. Uh, so uh, when he uh, asked, and I asked, who was the general? Well, I didn't ask who the general was. He says that they were... This guy was a captain or something like Colonel that. Tom Parker. No, no, no oh. not him. No, no. no. <laughs> okay. The no, colonel not had it nothing then. to do with.
0: He didn't have anything to right, do so with. So when you go to to meet with Elvis, yeah. you don't know you're meeting with him, but they I bring you to like a hotel room or what? Is that the hotel room
1: in Largo, Maryland? And at what? The Sheraton,
0: he had the entire top floor. The Sheraton in in in, in, uh, in yeah. okay in, in in um Maryland,
1: Maryland in in um. I just said the name of the place already. Yeah. Well, Sheridan, my the Sheridan, <laughs> at The Sheridan in Lago, Lago, Maryland, right on the four on 95 or 495.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's got the whole floor. You he still don't know you're going to see Elvis. I uh, know. Uh-uh. I was going to be going to see this general and his wife. Okay, general. so you arrive. What made you think there's something going on here? Like, this guy's big. I knew it before I got there
1: that I knew it was somebody big, but I was I actually thought it was um um what you call his mother, um she was always doing things of this nature. Um um the president at the time, uh, um the peanut the peanut man. Charles Schultz? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ah. No, no. The uh, peanut uh, man? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking right at him now. Mr. The, peanut? I, no, uh, the <laughs> guy who was the president of the United States at that
0: time. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter.
1: Jimmy Carter. And I thought it was his mother that was
0: doing this. I uh, for Okay, reason, so you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to read for Jimmy Carter's, Jimmy Carter's mom. She's got I, a secret service. Was there yeah, security? It was security. It was all over the place. But I just
1: assumed it was someone Were there like groupies? Her. No, you see when I got there I was told just to go to the desk okay. and then they would take me to the uh, to the manager's office. And so I just when I came in I came in the place was busy it was busy with a lot of people but I didn't pay any attention I was directly to the office uh, to the uh the front desk. Yeah. Then they took me right on into the office there so I had no idea what was going on and All then right. when uh they said security would be down and so when security came down then I knew, and then at that time, I knew it was someone different. It wasn't uh, Miss, uh, whatever her name was. And uh, so when they came in, and the guys had long hair and stuff, so I knew doggone well they weren't. They were rock they, stars. That they were part of the uh, Pentagon. So at that time, when I uh, came down, and um, and they went through my bag, and then when I went up, then they put me... We went to the uh, elevator. The elevator was a shut. there was a private elevator. with security on that elevator. You saw other people, but they
0: were sort of in a lobby, but they were roped off. Was this the fat Elvis era or the skinny Elvis era? It was the fat Elvis era. Okay.
1: And so when I went up on the elevator, I said, who is this general that I'm reading for? And that guy said, well, you'll know, you, you find out. You'll recognize me. him. <laughs> yeah. And so when I got to the top floor, the, door, the doors opened, and I just... Saw some of the most beautiful women in the world was the in, in, in the lobby. There, <laughs> I'm mean, just in, waiting in, in the lobby the for them? No, no, not in the lobby. In the, on that top floor. Okay, and uh, and so they escorted me into a a a room there. I went into the room and they directed me over to a table where I set up my table and things. And okay. about 15 minutes later, 10, 15 minutes later, he came through the door. Okay, and
0: and then yeah. how, how did you feel?
1: Well. I was so far away, it was like I saw him, but I didn't know who. You know, it was like, in a way, he looked like somebody I thought I knew.
0: Okay. So nobody told you yet, this is Elvis. No, it
1: wasn't. And then as he talked with the men, and then he came my direction, Yeah. and as he came up closer and closer, my first impression, he looked like Dracula because he was so bloated and as he got closer, he was chalky white. And, you know, because he would dye his hair. Black. So black. Right. But it was against, the skin was chalky. It was really, really puffed up. Yeah. So puffy and everything. And then as he had that half smile and she reached his hand and says, I am Elvis, Elvis, however he said it. I said, yes, sir. I stood up and said, yes, sir. And he says, uh, and then he asked me, he says, uh, do you see anybody around me? I said, Yeah, your mom is standing right behind you. And it's uh, just this one was just standing right there, just right there. I said, Your mother's standing right behind me. He's okay. He says, uh, okay, Topper. Oh, oh, oh the other thing that when they told me I would have a I would have a name. Uh uh, it would, they they I would have a, a code name and my name was Topper. To go up to Elvis's? To to deal with him. His name was, my name was Topper. His name was James. When all of his mail went to him, it went to James... Johnson. I think it was James Johnson. So that's his alias. That, Famous
0: yeah. people office yeah. often use aliases yeah, when they stay in hotels. You couldn't check and, in as Elvis. But
1: his name was General. I think it was General James Johnson. That's what went to Graceland, too. If there's anything addressed to that, it went directly to his hands, into his main office.
0: All right. So you if, saw his mother standing behind him? His
1: mother was standing right behind me. And <sighs> I was not into Elvis in those days. I was not into him. Yeah. So... And uh, but so she was standing right there, like she was about ready to cry. And then he said to me, he said, "I see your mother's standing right behind me, behind you." And he says, uh, "Now, now, Topper, I, I don't want no shit. I need to know some things." I said, "Yes, sir." And then I went into the reading, and um, as about maybe ten minutes into the reading. He took out, he had a briefcase. He took out all of these photographs of people that he wanted me to talk to him about. These were all of his friends and people like that. Not the colonel, but it was about other people around him yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. And I, I went through things. And then also there was one picture of a guy. He was 12 years old. He had a mandolin guitar. the one of those mandolins. And he wanted to know about him. And the guy's name was Ricky Skaggs. I uh-huh. never heard of Ricky Skaggs. He was all 12 right. years old.
0: All right. So yeah. go ahead, last ask, ask Ted any question that you want to know about his reading with Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Did the, First of all, did, did you, you realize who he was at some point? Right? Oh, true. Oh,
1: right then when he to himself. You does that throw you
0: off? Yeah. Does that throw you off at all? That, that's where I was going with this. No, it didn't. No.
1: I mean, when you say it didn't throw me off, it was that. That was him when he came up to me. and said, wow, it blew my mind. But uh, but it didn't throw me off. I just it said I would just like stardom. But he just he just looked like he just looked like Dracula Again, to me. Yeah.
0: Ted is at the top of his game. This is why you yeah. got to see Elvis. So we didn't really talk about you as a seer. And yeah. What exactly do you see or feel? What's different? What What do you see that I don't see? Oh, you'll be surprised. You see, yeah. you can
1: pick up a lot from people and just walking yeah. in unknowing. But it would, this was a cold thing with him. Right. I didn't, you know, it's like, do you get a chance to prepare or anything like that? No, I right. saw the guy. He's sitting there, and now all of a sudden, you know. And now remember, this was before that when, Google too. He couldn't yeah, look yeah, up everything right. about him, but still. And, he, then, and then the whole thing—I did not know it was him. And then the other thing was when I saw him, my mind went directly back to Johnny Cash. I messed up on that one.
0: Yeah, we're going <laughs> to so, talk about Johnny Cash in a minute. Yes. Yeah, so Do you I, remember? I mean, other than that, was there yeah. anything that you that was difficult to tell Elvis? I. And we can say this okay, now that okay. Well, what I said
1: is that I said to him at the end. I said, Mr. Presley, and I want, you, I want to iterate one thing. I, every time that I ever read for Elvis, I always called him Mr. Presley. It was not Elvis. Until at the end, the last time, he says, why do you keep calling me Mr.? I said, uh, I, what I said because no one told me otherwise. Because I was working for him. I was not his friend. I was working for him. Yeah. So, and that was the whole thing. And, uh, and when, uh, but the, the woman in the, in the, in the, at Graceland, she always called him, they all, the, the, the people that work for him, they always called him Mr. Elvis, Mr. Oh, that's what they called yeah. him. But again, but, respect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you
0: read for him more than once. Oh, so more than he once. Obviously like what you had to say. Yeah.
1: He's the one that the reasons why I record everybody I read for now was his idea. Because after that, he asked me at the end on that particular time, he says, look, he says, if my mother would come to you, would you contact me? And he was telling me how to contact him to, uh, and he would pay me. And I said, Mr. Presley, I said, she would not come to me. She loves you so much. She would come to you in the dream time. Mm. And this is why. And then he said, um was this when he really wanted to talk to me after that, you know, because I said, she would basically come to you. So, um, and that, so anyway, he started getting readings every, I think every other month he would send a, a list of questions. Okay. And, uh, and I would just write in, I would take and write the, uh, write them down on that legal pad. I was just writing them out. they all the questions. I take the photographs that he would have and the questions about different people and I would go through that whole yellow, that yellow pad, pad mm-hmm. and everything. And he said, then then he later said, there's too much reading. He said, I have to have, I got things I to do because uh, just, uh, can you record it? Then he said, can you can you record it? I said, record on a reel to reel? He said, no, on a cassette. And I said, what's a cassette? And he <laughs> says, because uh, they had just come out. Yeah. He says, I, I, it, they had just come out. And he says, uh I said, "What's the cassette?" And then he, then he said, "You get it from Radio Shack." What's Radio Shack? Because Radio Shack was Tandy's. It was a leather place back then. You could buy leather goods and stuff from
0: there. You know, a Tandy the, company. Yeah, it was Radio a Shack tandy. was. A, they always said a Tandy company, okay, and Radio was Shack is no like more now. now too. Yeah, no more yeah. now. Yeah, 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 but
1: so. And so he says, so I was like so confused. So he said, I'll send you two cassette tapes and I'll send you some tapes. And then you go to, no, that's when he said, then you go to Radio Shack and get the tapes. Get a recorder and record Yeah. It. No, no, he sent me a recorder. He sent me two small recorders.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah. So I want to talk about Johnny Cash because yeah. mm-hmm. it, it deals with an armed invasion. Mm-hmm. We'll just leave yeah. it like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. coming up. All right. right. So keep listening. We're, we're talking to Ted Silverhand. If. I don't know if people join podcasts in the middle. I guess they don't. So, But T- Ted is a Tuscarora seer um, from North Carolina. That's where you're born. Yep. But you've traveled all over the U.S. and Canada and yes. South America. In South America, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about this dream time. Yep. What is dream time? Dream
1: time is when you go to sleep and you end up in the dream time. Okay. It's called the dream time. You dream in, into the next world. And is is. It's not, it's, it's easy when you enter in because it's what you're looking for or what you expect, uh, where you can go in and you're not threatened. You don't feel funny or nothing. The people that come in, they are family or other people that you're trying to contact.
0: Les recently day. had a, mm-hmm. had a you know, we don't have to get into it cause it's personal, but mm-hmm. he recently had someone come to him in a dream and yes. you told me you woke up and you were in tears. When I, when I woke. Is, like that I've where, been crying. is that where family members will come to you?
1: Family members can come or you can have even a spirit guide that can come and show themselves. And the dreams can be very so intense that you can wake up crying or you can wake up crying because you can't change it or you know that you saw it and you are trying to, if you could fix it, you want to fix it. And it's, so it's a very intense situation when it happens. And you sometimes will wake up and you, as it's always happened to me, I have a particular woman that would always come to me. Her name was Badabin, which means first light. And Badabin was always come, but she would come into the room and I would be so happy to see her. And then whatever takes place, but then I end up hugging her. And when I wake up, I'm at the edge of the bed hugging myself, and she's gone. And many times, it's not in a sexual way, it was just a way that was just so
0: happy to see her. Confident. You you mentioned spirit guides. Do we all have spirit guides? Everyone
1: has spirit guides. Everyone has at least one, two, or three guides, some more. than us, of course, politicians perhaps have more. I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, but everybody has a life. We call them life protectors.
0: So is this someone who... Who will maybe whisper in your ear, like, don't put, the ba- don't put the toaster in the bathtub or something. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it could, like,
1: you see, you come before you come on this earth. You know who your life protectors are. You, they identify, you identify, you agreed. These are the ones you choose. I got to say right okay. now, I am thankful for
0: mine, wherever you yeah, are. If yeah. You can hear me right and, now. And thank you. And as an example, where Elvis'
1: Elvis's brother, I can't think of his brother, his twin, Elvis told me this himself. It was his twin was the weaker one. He gave up, but he had said to him that I'm going to wait and I'm going to look for, I'll look over you. In other words, they were so close and he would talk to this twin and he died. He was when they were when Elvis when they were lived in infants. Yeah, infants. And he, he said that he would guarded him. And then the next time, it would be his time to come and alvis would watch over him okay. so and that's why alvis used to talk about is him is there
0: anything we can do yeah. to communicate with our own spirit Def- guides definitely
1: okay well they're always talking to you is that that thought in your mind they're always talking to you but it's like well preparing yourself to say what who you want to see in a dream time you would do a little it, it can easily happen by meditating by sitting before you go to sleep, sit in some place for five minutes. Quiet. Quiet. Not in the bed, but sitting in a chair, getting your thoughts together. So when you do get in the bed, and as you're falling asleep, you want to see such and such a person. And then so you're able to just slip up, slip into the dream time and then... It takes some time to do it, but then you, the person is right there waiting for you, or you you come into it, or however it's connected. But I'm not saying this is your life guide, but this is some people you're looking for. But for uh, 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 but your life protectors, they come through you in the dream time too. You're never alone, but you're able to accept them, or you accept someone else that's crossed over, or you can. Uh, or you can prepare it. Let's just say like you want to see your mother or your father, your grandmother. If you have a photograph, that's the other thing. If you have a photograph of them, you have it there. Then what you do, you have a glass of water right beside the photograph. And with the glass of water there and then, or even depending upon what you're seeking, and they, they will come. You the can water, bring
0: them to you in your dreams.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, they, will, they will come into your room. I'm not saying that they've been gone 30 or 40 years ago. This yeah. may be hard. But if they just have been not too long ago, they, the water will attract them to the photograph. And at the photograph, then they will see you. They will come into your room to sit at the side of your bed or you sit down inside of the bed. But you're still sleeping, but you know that they are there. Wow. Yeah. So see, the water is always the thing that pulls the person into the photograph. I've got
0: some family members though. I think they would prefer scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Have I put scotch next to the picture? Well, maybe you can do the scotch. down. do I, don't I know think it would that. attract yeah. them quicker. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So okay. So Ted, yes. uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. um, you've done this your whole life. You've you. Yes. You were born with it. Your 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 ancestors were seers. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, if, if I am one of the, uh, I'm not really sure where I'm going. Like if I, if I, if I'm in the community where you grew up, Mm -hmm. I would just come to the house and, you know, seek advice. How would this work?
1: Not necessarily, um. This started happening. And it would be on the reservation, right? Okay, Yeah, but this started happening to me as a little boy. And then around the age of 12, I got my first uh, uh, money. But my folks stopped it because I didn't know enough to do anything. So I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would do it, but I was doing it like not much because it's like, it's like not doing tricks, but just... you. Talking about certain yeah. people, and so they would not let me do this. But then I went away to school, I had to go to boarding school, and in boarding school, uh, the kids would ask me stuff about other people and stuff like that. But and they would I do gonna, this
0: because you would tell them something, and then it would be right, yeah. I'm I would was throwing I, this I, out I, there, they'd be I, like, Oh I, my I god, would, yeah,
1: I would be right, but. Yeah. I was about the age of about close to thirty before I started really doing this.
0: Were you ever like when you're eight years old and you realize you have yeah. this gift? Ever scared? Did this scare you?
1: No, It didn't scare me. This is—I mean, I we're I talking ahead.
0: about supernatural stuff.
1: Yeah, I knew, I knew that, but I wasn't making any big predictions and stuff. But yet, I things were—they were explaining to me how things would go. But a lot of things were opening up. Uh, but I was not. But it was never a scary thing. I just. How do you know this stuff? I don't know. It just happened. Or yeah. uh, uh, like uh, on a train or something. And then all of a sudden, I know the lady's name is Mary next door and come in and the name is Mary or something. But it's just certain things. But it was just that it was, but yet it, it was in a dream time. You see, and let me go back. So when this started happening as a little boy, around eight years old, or seven, eight, eight years old, basic, I would say, I would be, I was very sickly as a kid. I had asthma very badly, as I would sleep upstairs, and uh, and all of a sudden, this one particular night, this woman comes through the room, through the window, through the door. I mean, through the wall. She comes through, through the, the wall, wall. Through the wall. Just walked right through the wall and sat down on the side of the bed, and you felt the bed go down, and I'm and then I'm paralyzed, and she's leaning over talking to me, uh-huh. and then when she's leaning over talking to me, and then she gets up the bed comes up like it is and she walks through the next wall then i'm able to move and i run downstairs and i'm telling my, my my folks right there in the kitchen what happened and then my father said well at first he says i'm gonna nip he always says he's gonna nip things in the bud he says we'll take care of that so he built a pallet uh, in the bedroom <laughs> in his bed in their bedroom at the foot of the bed,
0: he didn't want any then, women to come visit you in the middle of the night <laughs> so <laughs> in, in the
1: so i don't know why he did it. He built a little bed right there, and he says so that won't happen but at, uh, three or four nights later, my father's sewing logs, you know with the snoring and everything then all of a sudden the woman comes through the wall and she says, "Make haste make haste and and I got up. And I had to follow her with her. She just had me. We walk, We both walk right through the wall. What? And the next thing, I'm on this dirt road walking, and she's t- up there pulling me and says, "Make haste, make haste." And the lady, she had a long, a long braid in the back of her head. Her name is Badabin. but we I called her BB because I couldn't ex- I couldn't say the name. This is the same woman who came to the you your woman. whole life. Yeah, yeah, right. Bedavin. Badabin. and. And so we walked and walked, and as we were walking, it was a nice, it was in the daytime. And it was just that you could hear the birds singing. You could hear the creek with the fish and everything, you know, but creek, you know, we're well, just basically creek. And going, walking and all of a sudden, we walked a while, and then we went up on a hill. As we go up on a hill, and, when, and then all of a sudden, as we get there, there's a like a, areas of an arc. And she stands there in the ark, and she says, "Go sit down there." And when I sat down, turned around to sit down to look at her, she's standing there with a water jug. There, and then all of a sudden, there were these twelve, thirteen men sitting in a circle, looking at me, and they're sitting cross-legged in the circle. And then I am sitting in the middle of the circle, and I started. And I started looking, and it was moving in, and I was moving into each of their eyes. And then the one that started talking was Tall Pine. And he was talking for them, but when they were looking at me, they were talking to me with their eyes.
0: No lips moving. Huh? Huh? Tall no Pine was none, speaking none. to you. He
1: was speaking to me, but the elders, when I looked, they just, I looked and they were talking to me through their eyes. I, I knew that what they were saying through their eyes. And then Tall Pine told me about what will happen my lifetime. And I remember one thing I said, can you make me well? And he says, you will be, but you have to suffer A little bit now, but you will be well.
0: This is your childhood asthma you were talking about.
1: The childhood asthma. I mean, I had severe asthma. It says, now you're going to be traveling. You're going to be going on a long journey, but we're going to be with you on this journey. And I think about maybe two years pass, and then my mother and father says, I will be going to Denver, Colorado, and I'll be living at a Jewish home for children for my asthma, I was already, I knew I was going to be taking a trip. When I got there, they said, we are with you on this journey. And so I was there for four and a half years. So the
0: 13 men, the spirit 13 guy, old men, yeah. Yeah, with you. Yeah, they were with me. And you went to this home because of your your the asthma, asthma. home,
1: yeah. yeah. And it was a Jewish home for children. And then when I left that home to come back, they said I would not always be, I would not go back home like other people go back home. So when I got back home, that's when I went to boarding school. And from the time in boarding school now, I, I know my dates are, are not jilling right because I think I was around 12, 13, 14 years old at the home in Denver. Okay. And so when I went to the uh, to the to Arkansas. the boarding school. Everything that I had learned at the home, I was so homeset, homesick, at the home. So when they took me to put me in boarding school, I had to repeat boarding school all over again. And so I was there for the five years. So I've always been in institutions all so my life. So you weren't with
0: your family at that. I age. was
1: not with my family except summertime. Right. I mean, except Christmas time or summertime.
0: Yeah. Man, I tell you what—we everybody has a path that they take. This was yours.
1: Oh yeah, and in that path of being in Denver and being at the school, I guess I guess the psychologist or the therapist would say that I was in my own dream time, and I created all of this. But it's more than created in my head, and even though that I'm not crazy. But maybe crazy in a good way. So back then,
0: the <laughs> yeah. powers that be who know everything, who know the science, yeah. said, well, you've just made this all up, my son. Right. And, yeah, the thing yeah. about it,
1: and I didn't discuss it with them yeah. at the home because they, they, they had psychologists there at the home. and Those things were always left out. You kept it quiet. I would kept it quiet. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. we're talking with Ted yeah. Silverhand. He's a Tuscarora seer. I noticed your license plate has the word bear on it is that your nickname
1: no what happened before i had the 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 thing was called seer 22 but the the new york state let somebody else have it so i couldn't get it back so so it said seer bear yeah so seer Seer slash bear
0: bear is your is your nickname how who gave that to you no
1: my clan is the bear oh my mother's a bear so that's the clan that i come in and the bears are the healers so I'm a bear. So I just use sea or bear. It, it, not, it doesn't gotcha. have anything really significant about it, except I'm part well, of the bear
0: clan. Okay, you're part of the bear clan. Yes. that's. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up about bear. I, and, yeah,
1: and that's my mother's clan. You take your mother's clan.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Um, what's it like growing up? Um, I mean, I know you didn't spend a lot of time on the no, Indian reservation, but what would you like to people to know about that?
1: No, I didn't spend... I didn't spend my time on the yeah. rez. no. Uh I just spent my time in everybody else's schools. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Okay. But then But when, you're
0: still strongly connected to the reservation. I'm strongly
1: connected to so many of the different resin uh reservations throughout especially Canada and in the US too. Yeah. And uh so when they started when I started going to the different reserves in Canada well, in places that way, and in New York State and all over, and to where uh, accepted to where others, I forgot how it started with going into the areas, but I was doing the, the uh, different powwows. Oh, this is how everything started. Basically, I would always work at the powwows and things of like that. Mm-hmm. And see, my mother was a seer, but she used to work, you know, she, she, she used to read for Andy Griffin and stuff like that and uh so she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was really great guy yeah well you see the reasons why she worked for him because he was a school teacher he used to teach in the town and, and uh in, at the high school no is a place called a husky and he he's taught at the white school there but he was he would always say to my mother you know when yeah <laughs> And but he was heavy into this. He's always say, Hey, Miss Nora, what do you see in the stars today for me and stuff? And she would tell him, Oh, he was going to be a famous man one day. And he said, Oh, no, no, I'm going to stay here and teach at the Hosky High School. And he was an English teacher there and everything. And then, of course, one thing led to another, and everything she said came about. And then he wrote that book, No Time for Sergeants, and stuff like that. And he went to Broadway. And she told him he was gonna do that. And uh, and, and I think her last prediction that she had said to him uh, later, you're gonna you're gonna sing, you you're gonna make a song, you're gonna sing and make a, a album or something. Oh no no no, I I can't sing, I don't sing and everything. And well, after she was dead, he cut a gospel album. Yeah,
0: yep. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. So, uh, what an interesting guy, right? Fascinating. What a fascinating, interesting guy, Ted is. Not to mention he's just he's just awesome. He's been to my my house several times, and we this is dinner at Johnny's. By the way, we're making. We are in the process of making right now while we're speaking. We're making some wood fire pizza for for Ted because I know he loves it.
1: It sounds like dinner at Johnny's nice though. So yeah. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And. Din- dinner at Johnny's.
0: Ted, Ted and I discussed we're going to be starting our diet soon. So we need yes. to. Eat now. Yeah. Eat now. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cash.
1: I got the a to call to go to, um, to Montego Bay, to, to Jamaica.
0: And, um, and you don't know at it this time it's for Johnny Cash. You just know you have to go do a reading for no, something. No, no,
1: I think it, I did know. I think I did know. See, I didn't know about the Elvis thing was the big secret. Okay, but not with Johnny Cash. I think that I he flew me to Montego Bay, and then I went there. I stayed at the at the Holly the uh, the Howard uh, the um uh, the hol- the Holiday Inn in Montego Bay. And uh, when I got there, they had picked me up with a car. And it took me to, I don't know if the place was Turkey Hill or something, the name Orange of Orange Hill?
0: Huh? Orange Hill? No, not Orange Hill. No, That's a no, spot in Jamaica I've been to.
1: No, you it's, see, it's, it's a Turkey, it's a very exclusive place. Okay. Where, so the car took me over to his house. And um, for he had a gathering of some people there. And I took me on a tour of the house. And the reasons why, for some reason. They had this special bed. He would. They were just crazy about this bed, and it was a bed that was made for. Um, <laughs> this is Johnny Cash. Yeah, it, yeah. It was Billy Graham because Billy Graham was a very tall man, and they had ordered this bed in for him. So that's how I extra got extra long. Extra long, and so they showed me Johnny Cat. John, uh, um, the guy Billy, Billy, Graham, Billy Graham's bed. So anyway, the first person I read that night was Johnny Cash, and Johnny was he was impatient, you know. And I came and sat there, and I got everything set up and everything, and uh, and when I did do start doing a reading, I said one thing, but he heard something else. Just the only way I could think of it. Everything that he heard, I didn't remember saying it. But within 10 minutes of that reading, he just said, oh, I haven't heard enough. I said, pardon me? He said, no, uh-uh. did you, this is all wrong. This is all wrong. I'm up there said, what's all wrong? He said, just, I don't know why I did what I did here to have you to come here. He flipped out. He flipped out. He flipped, flipped, out. flipped out. And uh, I said, my God, I knew he was, he, was, he was religious. I knew he was religious. So I, I was, And I didn't know what I said to So he just got up and walked out the room. June comes into the room. She says, well, what's wrong with Johnny? I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I said. She says, oh, well, that's the way Johnny is. And, so, and then she had some other people come through. And uh, I think it was eight or nine people. But anyway, the end of the evening, uh the car came, he had the car to come take me down, and they gave me a week's stay extra in Montego Bay. And that was the longest week. And the most uncomfortable <laughs> week I, you didn't I expect had in my to life. have
0: to stay in Jamaica and they give it to you as no, a gift they're no, like you're no, staying the idea of staying there was a nice place,
1: but I see at that time i I never felt rejection to where you had me to fly. You flew me in It's your party, and you didn't like what the hell I said, and I just the whole time was beating on myself what did i do
0: to mess up this you, reading you pissed off johnny cash
1: i know it and, and, that's the and whole it
0: bothered thing. you because you weren't sure how you did it
1: I, I didn't i didn't know how i did it and the thing
0: about it he flew me there it was his idea right and so he, he dropped was, a lot of money got you there you stayed just one day or one ten 10 minutes was, <laughs> it,
1: there but i was there for the party I mean, for the, his fr- their friends. Right. the friends like the everybody. He hated to read it. So why was it a long week in Jamaica? Because. You just felt bad. I felt so bad because what did I do wrong? Right. And I wanted to please everybody. What do you think he did? this is what. Less. Was he
0: there all week too? Huh? Was Johnny, was he no, there no, all week?
1: No, Johnny was at his own house he there lived there. in Jamaica. They he had, lived there. He was there. living there. Yeah, yeah he's he had, living there. But they had me at the hotel.
0: Did you have to see him? Did you see I him again? Not at all. That's it. And
1: then about six months, I think between five and six months, I got a phone call. And the phone call came, I think, it was somewhere in 19, uh, maybe it was 1978 or something. I don't know what. I got that call, phone call. No, I went there in nineteen seventy. So it was somewhere around that time. I got the phone call uh, within that time. And then when I came in, as a matter of fact, I knew it was New Year's Day or New Year's the day after New Year's Day because I was in North Carolina. I was cutting the grass. And I came in and he said, uh, Johnny Cash is on the phone. And I came, I said, yes. He says, this is John R. Cash. Why didn't you tell me the rest of the story? I said, the rest of the story? what do you mean? He says, he said, well, let me tell you the story. You told me that I would be leaving here so fast that I would leave my furniture behind. I said, really? He says, yes. He says, and so I'll tell you what happened. We were having Thanksgiving dinner at the house and, uh, the baby, uh, Carter, the baby, he was in a high chair, and he had family there. And all of a sudden, around 3 o'clock, the doors opened up, and these guys came through. When, when they knocked on the door, housekeeper went to the door. They were sitting at the table to eat. And these guys came in with three or four Uzis. And they came in, and they hog-tied them around the table and uh looking for money diamonds and all of this stuff and he's and they they didn't have all that stuff and then they started praying and singing and what have you they were there for about two and a half three hours and they were gone he says and he called me he says this is he says he's been back for two months or something he was back in uh nashville outside of nashville and um and I thought to call you because you were right. And
0: it took, did you? Huh? I just want you to know I just yeah. looked this up on the Internet because yeah. we have the Internet now. It says here in 1982, Cash and his family experienced a traumatic home invasion. Yet Cash decided to keep his Jamaican home, which is called Cinnamon Hill Plantation. Cinnamon Hill, yes, yes. Cinnamon Hill Plantation, yeah. and apparently it's there and you can take yeah. tours and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. The family's real experience of terror was when their home was invaded by three young men who took John Carter hostage, holding a gun to his head, and that would be his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it took
1: it took ten years later. The Jamaican government, uh, however, that for they before they came back. But he said, but when he called me, he said. He apologized for what he had done because uh, whatever happened, whatever I said to him. Yeah.
0: Does this look familiar? I'm going to show you some yeah. pictures. Wow. Ted doesn't use be- the internet. By the way, Ted has a flip phone. Yeah, he doesn't know. We- <laughs> I don't have the flip phone. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. Yeah, is that not it? quite that
1: bad? Yeah, well, I only saw the place one time. Yeah, <laughs> so right, we right. said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the, the whole thing of it is, is that um, um. He said that I'm so sorry for what I said, and uh, I'm making it up because I said a lot of awful things about you. He said, so I've told a lot of my friends, and uh, so you should get some phone calls. And then when Elvis called, but I didn't know it was Elvis was calling because the way the guy made the appointment, the guy made the appointment, he says, this guy said he was, he was an aide to this general that I would be reading. That's coming in from right. Germany. That's how they set it that's up. That's how they that set way. it up so that just to keep it quiet. It to
0: keep it they quiet. They want the paparazzi to show up, right? And because
1: because he said at the end when at the end of the reading at at Elvis, and he asked me what did I want from him. I said I want to see your show. He says that's why all the secrecy is. Because if you, if I had you to come to see the show, which was at this at the Largo at the the arena there, or something like that. Apparently, right. he says they will be offering you money, and for what was said, I said so. Andy, so, so you this couldn't is go why to he the show. So couldn't go. So, but he asked, "Oh, you want to no, know what did I say?" Something. So to you him? couldn't go to the show. I did didn't you? go to the show. I, yeah. I did. Yeah. So he gave me a ring. I got the ring at the house. He gave me one ring, and I got a second ring. He gave me that was uh, I still got that. I still got both those rings in the jewelry box that he had taken off his finger then he had another ring made for me that had the two the silver hand he had that made but the thing about it is that he had said let me go back a little bit yeah. that he had said that um um oh with the, the areas of uh, uh and then I said to him I said, can I say something to you, Mr. Presley? You are tired. You need to go someplace to where you can heal yourself. And he says, Topper, I kick it back to you. Where can I go? And I had no answer. Because you could see how bad he was. And he needed someplace to go to heal. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other time I almost got in trouble with him, when I said, I... I started within the areas when I was talking to about the colonel. He said, the colonel and his friends were off target. Do not discuss. The, do not, In other words, not to say nothing about the colonel or him.
0: He didn't want to know. Uh, yeah. But
1: towards the end, on the last the month to two months before he died, that's when he started calling me and talking from like, like sometimes at 12 at night to 5 in the morning. He's just talking because I had said to him they were going to write a book about him, and that book was going to be a bad book. He says, no, no, nothing's going to bother me about that. I said, your friends are going to do this. And that's when he says, you don't talk about my friends. And, and, and the thing about it is it's not going to be, but the book hurt him real, real bad because they took things, he says, out of context Then what happened, you know. Because um, being that he was a southerner, he had certain names that he called people. They took it to say that's all he did was nigga, this, nigga, that, you know. Right, racist. And he says, that's not the way I am. That's the way we just said certain things. But the way they said it, because he says, and then he started talking about Muhammad Ali. He says, Muhammad and I are the tightest of friends. I designed this his gown, his, 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 his robe for him. And I just, that, that part, I couldn't understand. I said, what? He said, yeah, he says, I designed his thing called the People's Choice and everything. And then I did, it went in one ear and out the other until I saw at, at, at um, Ali's funeral, they flash the areas of the museum. And on the mannequin is a robe designed the people's choice that Elvis had designed you, that it road, all came together and it all came together the guy wasn't lying about it and him and ali see he's told me because he said one time he says i told i told ali uh, uh, to get a reading i'm gonna pay for it and everything like he said ali was scared <laughs> he said he was wow. too scared he didn't yeah. want to get one yeah because he says we talked to each other at least up uh, uh, at least once a month or something like that he was always talking back and forth to Ali he was that close and that when the supreme court passed that he could box that's when he had that robe design and Ali used that robe for the first three fights and then when he lost it he never he, he never wore that robe yeah. again yeah yeah so it was just the different people that came in and he, how he, interesting he ta- stuff he talked about Jackie Wilson Jackie Wilson and uh, he told me, he says, you watch anything happens to me, Jackie Wilson is coming out of that private home, that ho- private hospital, because I paid for it. Mm. And that's the one in New Jersey someplace. And so he had brought that up about him. He, see, in other words, before he died, he rambled and he just talked. And he was telling me Getting stuff, stuff off his chest. He was te- you're right. And he was telling me these things, you know. So it wasn't that I was telling me. He was telling me on the telephone because that's how he did it. 'Cause he, but it was broken when they wrote that book. It broke him. It that was the one thing. Yeah. Gotta put me on hold. I gotta go to the
0: John. Oh. Okay. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. We'll let you go. We're gonna okay. Les and I are gonna keep talking. So okay. come back. Go ahead and back. go ahead and go. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay. So um Ted uh Silverhand does um, you know, from time to time still do readings for people. And, you know, I, I think uh I would love for him to give me one. I don't know. I've never really done it. Isn't that you've crazy? never done it? No. No, but he's done it for everybody else. You've never had one done for yourself? No, he's done it for All everybody else. All these years, else. you've talked. Yeah, because I just, I don't know. I just like him. Like, I don't really care. Like, I just like him as a person. I just think he's really cool. Like, he's yeah, done Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like an interesting guy. He's done so much. And as a matter of fact, two years ago, my roommate, Professor Peter Beams, um, almost died in the desert. His car broke down. He didn't have water. He had to walk for miles to get help. And when he showed up at the house here in Watertown, he was—he looked bad. Like he looked like he was dying. He couldn't eat. You know, I mean, I'll—you I'll, know—he was—he was, he was just—he was in a rough uh, patch. And Ted and him talked, and Ted uh, told him a lot of stuff. And Ted gave him this bear's claw that he wore and if you could have seen the difference in Pete's face the minute he put the bear claw on he goes i can feel the power i swear to god it was so touching wow. you know pete pete's an irishman so yeah he's uh you know dramatic but he 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 really did believe in the bear claw that ted gave him and did eventually get better um so it's just interesting so he's done readings he's saved my friends lives but yeah he's never done with me with me. That's ever. incredible. It's weird, right? Never. I just thought of it while he was sitting here. I'm like, I don't think I've ever talked to him. And then I think about he talks about how we have these spirit guides following around. Mm-hmm. You realize they've seen everything you've done. A- everything. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's disturbing. That is disturbing, right? And then when he just talked about how uh, in the beginning of the uh, podcast, how we're like when you pass away, you know, you get greeted, and then you go someplace to analyze your life for like a year for a year and then you got to go back and right face everybody face everybody and tell everybody you know how you feel yeah. about your life and what you did it's really really interesting ted's back yeah <laughs> okay. all right how's it going we just kept okay. going okay okay so so yeah i don't think you've ever done a reading on me no uh-uh, you were always scared you always set everybody else up. <laughs> it's not that I was scared, Ted. I mean, the whole thing fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I know
1: you weren't, but, you know. No, I never did read
0: for for yeah. Johnny. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, but, but, like, should people be scared to do no, readings?
1: No. Uh, most people know, you know, it's like when people want to know when they're going to die and stuff like that. I don't know who. And a person's gonna die. I don't want to know that. But however, you know, usually they tell me that, and they usually know. And uh, uh, in other words, it's like the person would sit there to talk with me, and he or she would say, You know, uh, I know that uh, my time is really coming. And then Spirit would tell me, said, Well, you know, you got such and such a time. That you know this, so you know you need to get this done and that done. Because you usually know, you will know when that time is coming. Basically. Now, I'm not saying always simply because of what happened just last week at my cousin's. With his daughter, she died in the classroom three three, four days ago. After the kids had left the class... Left the
0: school. She's a professor, like yes, a, a college professor. College yeah. professor. Yeah. She passed away in her. It sit right at the desk there and died. Well, she may have seen it, though. I mean, she may have known. She
1: said that, he said that they said that she felt sickly. Yeah. And then that was it. And then, bam, heart attack. All right, rather than predictions
0: yes. for me, mm-hmm. what do, you, do you have anything that you want to, do you have any predictions for the world that we might want to, that we might find interesting? I mean, I, I was I will say this, that the, the changes that's
1: going to be made, it's not going to be what's happened over over in the uh, with Russia and the things right now, because I feel that that's going to fade out. Good. But Good. it's going to be the one that's going to come up towards the next four years. It's going to be with uh, what's the name of that country outside of Not not um hong kong but the little island singapore not singapore but it's an island like singapore but it is in malaysia 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 is where the war there's going to be the war of words because china is going to want malaysia want all of it because it's a tech it's a tech place so singapore essentially too, southern malaysia yeah. okay. it used to be part of malaysia right? okay and that they they are, uh, The U.S. is putting a lot of money in there, but China and Russia wants the place. And that's what's going to come around the end of the Biden's administration. And that the reasons why they're, they're going to be like war talk for the next election, because I kind of feel that that's when people are going to say they... They don't want a woman president at that time. They, go, they want a man to be a president at that time. At least this is what I see. And if she does, Harris does stay in, it would be that where, that if he is trying to get history on the same accord, it would be to where after two years and he may give the reins to, he may step down. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And she may become president for two years and then, just to
0: be on the side of history. Right. And then there'll be an election. There'll and be an people will be like, oh, we and need no, a man she, need in a man. office right now, in possibly. Office.
1: And that's, that's what will happen. Yeah. This is what I feel. But it, that is because he wants to be, like, historically to keep everything to be. So will
0: it be it Donald is, Trump? No. I don't
1: see him running for anything.
0: You don't see him running no, at all.
1: I don't see him running at all. Okay. Now he's got, yeah. I just okay. don't see it because he's got a lot of stuff. He's going to be into a lot of other problems he's going to have to deal with. And his ego, and plus, that is if he's still alive.
0: Right. Well, he's older. I yeah. mean, no, he's, he's, he's true. O-
1: older and his health is bad. Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't even, well, I'm quite sure he knows it. But he's into it? So that's so I got a I
0: got another tough yes. question for you because I've heard you talk about this before, uh-huh. and that is, let's talk about the sea level. What's your belief on the sea level in the future? Um, the,
1: what's going to happen? The safest spots that's going to come up within the uh, within the areas around twenty thirty three. If you have family, young kids and things, have them to go to move to Wyoming, Idaho, Colorado, Utah. Those are the safest areas that's going to be pretty much in that area there, out west. Uh, The Carolinas, a lot of that's going under water. Water. The areas of um, Florida going under pretty much water
0: how about sackett's harbor
1: that's water <laughs>
0: all of that wait, sorry less oh less oh, Les just oh. bought a house in talking oh,
1: so, up in this area this area yeah. this area no this is the anirondacks is safe in this area oh, it's gonna no. be safe all up in this area the great lakes are safe i didn't say that <laughs> Is I the Adirondacks are safe. Up, uh, yeah, but Sackets is like five miles to like down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's safe. Yeah. See, okay. remember, Syracuse in Mohawk means swamp.
0: Right. Okay. Oh, God. I did Understand not know that. that. Yeah. Syracuse means swamp? Yeah. In, 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 in so Syracuse
1: water? <laughs> Syracuse. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, but you see, when that, all of that other stuff- This is 11 up. years? Yeah, yeah that's so not
0: far. <laughs> you might want to no, no 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 so I'm what saying. about the tug hill will we safe because think about it now just think uh-huh. about the layout of watertown right mm-hmm. you go up the state street hill and you start to g- g- grave some, Carthage, some yeah. elevation yeah so the city of watertown could be flooded too
1: not necessarily but no I'm not saying right, that ar- ar- we're around talking Anar- about Anar- uh, around uh, the ocean yeah around anirondacks is safer but you know Niagara that's true Post, the water
0: flows out yeah doesn't right. flow in right Right. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, of, uh, of St. Lawrence River right correct. Yeah. great lakes okay uh-huh right yeah so So what's going to cause this water to rise
1: it's going to cause it well we see now beyond 30 33 is when problems with niagara falls that will fall from the great lakes niagara falls all of that's going to be washed that's going to be but we're going to get that's way beyond my time that all of this stuff is really going to take over see already Toronto is going, I mean, not Toronto, Ottawa is going down. They're already flooding already, just like Virginia Beach is flooding. Virginia Beach is the Atlantic. That ocean is coming in on them. they already, you go to Norfolk on a bad windstorm, what happens, you're flooding in the tunnels so he's underwater.
0: Well, we just yeah. saw, what was, what's that island where there was that eruption and it caused a tidal that, wave that or was, whatever, was, and it hit the U.S.? Yeah,
1: that was ton, Tonka, ton, Tonka, Tonka. Uh, the island of yeah. Tonga. Yeah, and it did. The lady talked to me last it's week. It's down near she Australia. Said, right? Yeah, but the lady just told me that it, it, it did affect the uh, Atlantic City area, the water there. Right. And I said that that was going to happen.
0: They're talking about a doomsday glacier right now. That's in the news. And that oh, is no, a no glacier idea. that's supposed to break off and fall into the sea, which will then make the, 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 the level rise because it's so big. If it's so big,
1: I think what they'll do is probably bomb part of it or something to break it up in little pieces. I, I don't know about that sure. part, but yeah, I'm just I saying, know. I'm thinking about it. But uh, no, but no, up in this area of the Anarondax areas and the Canadian Shield, all of this is safe. All of this area. I'm so sure. this is safe area. Okay. Here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and like good. you said, Sinatra said, Watertown is the only town that nothing ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> oh, is. should I play that? I like yes. that song. Okay, I'll get that song ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we yeah. will play that.
0: So, okay, so what you're saying is we should all invest in flood insurance right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to have it. No, no flood insurance here. <laughs> We're Again, fine. this is good. San harbors. is here. Yeah, all of that's good around here. I was trying to think of the other areas. Just oceanfront over. right now. Yeah, oceanfront, yeah. But I was thinking of the other. New guy.
0: York City.
1: See, New York City is going to be, that's all of it's going to be flooding.
0: In so I city. feel like if that floods too, our, our property values are going to go through the roof up here. This is good news. This yeah. is good news. We now have water, really waterfront property. Yeah. yeah. So he's talking about the song Watertown from Frank Sinatra, which we yeah. found by accident. We had yeah. no idea yeah. there was a Frank Sinatra album yeah. called Watertown. Yeah. And we believe the album cover, the artwork is actually. The train station, which is yeah. over behind East uh, Main Street, yeah. and, and remember, he did that as Morrison a, Street, and yeah, as as a dig to Tony Bennett
1: because Tony Bennett's family's from this area. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that's why he did
0: that. Guineas, so. <laughs> come on, that's amazing. Rain. This is so good, uh-huh. Ted. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. There's so I know you have so much and so many oh, yeah. stories. So no, many I feel stories.
1: honored to be talking. I enjoyed. It's fun. It was fun for me too. Well, it's not
0: that it was a labor. But. Yeah, I wanted you to be here today so that yeah. way we could at least have some of your stories yeah. in audio form. Yeah, for generations. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I I just I I think you're a great human. And I think your gift that you share, you share it in a positive way Mm -hmm. with the world. Well, you know,
1: I, I just, I feel that, I feel honored by the creator that I'm allowed to do this through the creator's gift. When I say that, because it's like every time when I'm doing this and something happens to make it even sound much better to wear Gee, I know I must be doing something right because of this particular story that had happened, and that, and these are not the Elvis stories or the Johnny Cash story. These yeah, are the yeah. as we, I like to say the real people stories. And I think I told you the story about that time. I think about four years ago. Four years ago now. Five. Yeah, I was living in, in Canada in Nanaimo and i had to come to windsor ontario to do a show and i'm i'm doing the show there and then all of a sudden well i had to go to the john and on my way there this girl passed me and i saw her and i said gee it looked like she, this girl could be my daughter and i walked on into the to the washroom and i came back and i was unusual busy that 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 show and uh, then all of a sudden I'd look up this girl is sitting at the table I said oh I remember she says yes she says I was staring at you I said yeah and I said gee you looked unusual she says I was staring at you because the beads that you were wearing my father used to wear these beads I said oh and so she sits there so she pulls out this photograph and puts it on the table of her father. I sit there, I said, what's his name? And she told me. And I said, why would you come to see me with this? She says, I was on my way to Detroit and I passed around the big big, uh, arena and it said Psychic Fair. I don't know, but as I went that circle, I turned the circle and came back around and because I, and I, I don't know why, but I came to the show. And she says, as a matter of fact, your front person, I only had 45 bucks because I wasn't planning on coming to the show and your show is 100 bucks. I said, "And she let you in, and she let you in? I said, "That woman would <laughs> never let anybody." I said, "You must have a good story to tell me." So she says that um, so when I saw the picture and she says what her father's name was, I looked at the picture and I said it there. I said, "He sent you." she says, "No, he's been dead for 10 years." I said, I know. I said, but tell me the story. She says, you know, he died. He was killed in Detroit. He was on his way back out of Detroit, back home. And this man bumped into him or something and he gets out of his car and the guy shot him, killed him like that. I said, yeah, I know. And uh, I wanna know about him. I said, first of all, in the 8th grade at St. Emma's, I stepped on the top bunk, and he was on the bottom bump. For four years, I shared the top bunk with this guy. I says he's from Louisiana, and he's a Choctaw Indian, and I said that and we had an unusual name that's the only reasons why the names are set up alphabetical and i said you know he something is wrong and you had an argument she says yeah my mom and i we had an argument and he he wants me to tell you to go back home she says i'm pregnant i'm going to see this guy he said, you shouldn't go back to see him and we went on to the story and i said i'm I'm told that I'm talking to you as a father would to his daughter. Go back home. When I told her the story, the whole thing, the reasons why I already knew, because when it came through, and I said that no one knew me as Ted Silverhand in those days, never knew my name that way. But I said, but the thing about it is, I knew about your father, Theophil Siniver, and because it was told about that he was killed. But I never, ever thought that he only had one child, this girl,
0: and she found you, found me, yeah.
1: And did not know me, did not and even know. And you knew his
0: name from Louisiana. Louisiana.
1: I knew his name because we, hey, he, he, stepped I, he, he stepped on top. That's incredible. I stepped on, on, the, on the bunk beds. We all stepped in bunk beds. <laughs> I said, I said now, this is the reasons why. And I, start, I was talking to her, and it's, it's not being my daughter, but talking to that girl like she was my daughter. Right. And we shed some tears where she cried, and I shed, my, my eyes watered up and everything like that. Wow. And my ex-wife, who was the front woman, she says, because she would always say to me at the every time I would leave a sh- we'd do a show, do you know the reasons why you did this show? It was always either one, two, or three people. Why? And she knew the story because even though she's looking, listening to the people at the front, But she sort of heard what I was saying in the background. So she said she she could hardly wait to get in the car. She says there had to be a story about that. I said, I want to know how did you slip that woman through the (laughs) gate like that. She only had 45 bucks.
0: 45
1: bucks. She says, I don't know. Something just had me to say, hey, give me the 40 bucks.
0: Yeah. That's a strange story. That's a strange story, right? Right. That's, uh, is, is that serendipity? Is that what that is? Yeah. No. I don't know, but I
1: can tell you I didn't. I wish I could say that I went back the next time and she came back because I never went back to that town. Right.
0: So you've never seen her again? i
1: never seen her again. I never went back to that city, Windsor.
0: You yeah, know, yeah. you, you bring so this much. up, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, and you are a seer, um, but do all of us have a little seer in us and we don't even know it? Everybody
1: has, uh, uh, everybody has that gift of psychic abilities, how you use it, because if you don't use it, you can lose it. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more I feel, the more it becomes more and more, mm-hmm. And uh, to a degree. And some people just don't want to believe it. They just call it coincidences. But there's a lot to coincidences. And being that, right. and listening to my mother talking, my father, my father just always say many times over and over, everything that I'm telling you, you're going to see it's going to happen. Everything. And I have, each of my readings, something about my father comes through, of advice of someone said, because he already told it to me. Yeah, always so and this is why that um uh i enjoy doing what i do and um at the same time because i choose to try to deal with the positiveness of each person not to it's easy to find a negative to talk about and all of that comes up but the showstoppers is the positive stuff where people can look and see another direction said well I see you doing such and such and they come back and they say you know 10 years later you know I'm doing exactly what you said I said you if you had followed my advice you would have done it 10, right. ten years before that you've been a rich man Yeah, and, and there's some people Um. Uh, I, I, and, I, and another thing too I know it's not good to say this but I remember reading at a place called the Gypsy Rose Hotel in Pennsylvania and this, one particular, this was one particular night I did a reading for this man. He was from Texas. He was an oil man and cattle. As I finished that night and I was on my way home, and spirit says, go to Atlantic City. And that man's a winner. I turned that car and I went straight to Atlantic City. Got to Atlantic City. I remember going and as I was going there, I, I had drank so much coffee that night. I had to pull over on the on the on on, on, on the uh, Atlantic City Expressway or whatever into the bushes, to take a leak. And and when you pull over, I didn't realize the Jersey cops pulled right behind you thinking that you were drinking. You uh, know, right. it was a car co- and so as I'm out there, and they're up there looking in the car, and I, I can't come. I'm peeing. And when I came back, uh, they, uh, and they were looking. They wanted not look in my bag because I had the bag with all of my stuff in there and they, uh, the jar of water, which is spring water. They, I said, no, don't you open it. I'll open it so you can smell it. It was just regular water. But the thing about it, I went, and it was starting to rain a little. And I said, dang, maybe this is not a good idea. But I went to Atlantic City. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I got there around about 12 or 1. And all of a sudden, I was down to zero pretty much except I had think I had $10. And I said, I went in, I think it's $10. I said, I want a roll of, t- I said, I want a roll of 20s, uh, a roll of quarters or something. I don't know what the lady gave me. A roll of half dollars. And I...
0: And this is what, craps?
1: No, no, this was slot machines. I never smelled crap. I pulled it. The lights go off and everything and all of that. I think it was uh, was $3,000. Boom. And, uh, And, of course, it came up the jackpot there. Of course, you know, and I go in. I didn't even have identification. I had to go back to the car to get identification <laughs> to get that. But I gambled on that man's energy.
0: Wow. I was going to ask you, though, because, like, if you have the ability to see, can you pick lottery numbers? Can you do that kind of stuff or no? Not normally. Well, I, I,
1: I do it, but I don't pick them. I, I, I mean, I don't even play the lottery because I buy the tickets, but then I don't even check them because wow. I've never, it was never for me. So, But sometimes oh. I give people numbers. Some people have hit, they have hit, yeah. I, but um, I don't know, I just seem like I, it's not for, supposed to be for me, yeah. but the thing about it is I, I hit the jackpot because if, if that last person I here read that night was like weak, depressed or something, I would have gone home. But what that man was, I'm quite sure that man couldn't sleep that night because I was gambling on his energy. <laughs> yeah. wow. because he was. Are bigger, some people lucky? Are some people just lucky? Some people are born lucky, and ah. Uh, ah. and I know a guy who is very lucky. And that is way. that his the mother, energy? His mother's very lucky. It's just it's in is his DNA because yes. she was very lucky, and uh, if you was to see one of those. Um, reviews that the guy, the guy who did an interview with me in Canada, his, it was his mother. They used to hit so much of the jackpots in Ireland. <laughs> the, the word, they, wouldn't, they asked her not to play the jackpots That's anymore. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, some people are more than lucky. They really are. Yeah. They really are. But, uh, I well, was, I
0: feel lucky, my friend, to know you, and hopefully no, you'll come you. back and we can, we can well, talk about you. more stuff. I'm sure we could thank probably yeah. do multi-podcasts.
1: I don't, well, hey, you make but some good money since down Since I've never done a course.
0: reading with you, I just want you to give me one little piece of something, advice, something you see, something you feel, something you can tell me right here, right now.
1: Well, well, you see, you, you are born between two lucky stars, which means you're always going to be somewhat lucky, which means when you open up your mouth to talk, you can sell a blind man reading glasses and not buy them back. Ah. you got a nervousness in your stomach that you had from a time of about – uh, Eleven, twelve years old, a nervousness in the stomach area there, and that uh, but you're also born underneath the plant of the wild rose tea, which is the rose hips tea, to drink that tea it a it a uh, uh, it will it will calm down, but you should be very kept with alcohol because it will have a problem with you as you get older you you will have it because of the nervous syndrome of the stomach, so whatever you're dealing with the stomach area is gonna be a, a problem there, but because your gift to talk, the gift to make other people relax, this is your, this is your gift of, of talking because, see, all you got to do is close your eyes, put the, the ears on, and just go into your own world, and when you come out of it, you're just like you've been channeling the music. You've been channeling because you were not there. You were in Jamaica at the time, and you just happened to be in this room but basically, you could actually picture yourself in the water there, and that whole show would go except, it, it, again, it's almost like you're channeling the entire mm. show, even though you're here, and uh, but yet you were just there, but you just feel it to You've seen it that's he knows when i say
0: he's seen it i don't he's seeing it right now but that's that was exactly what i was doing just a few days ago while i was at the radio station and i was playing songs and then someone comes in and they're like oh i'm sorry to bother you i can tell you you're in your zone yeah he's picking up on that because that was just a couple days ago Uh, Eh, Wow, in the zone well, yeah. that's enough. I don't wanna and, hear any more. But oh, yeah, wow.
1: but you are born lucky. When you asking about luck, you will see what I mean down the road. You haven't quite seen it. You're gonna see what I'm talking about. Because silver and gold is always gonna be around you. Huh. Good yeah. news. Not that you're gonna give me that but that brooch that thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking around the no, house no, no, uh, before no, the podcast. No, no, no but so, I almost flip it around to where he to say He's he's gonna hit so good he's gonna say, Ted, that silver is yours. Yeah, you can have that. Yeah. He's talking yeah. about some
0: stuff that, yeah. that I was showing him. Now yeah. it's time to eat. This is okay. called this podcast is called Dinner <laughs> at Johnny's. Dinner at Johnny's. So that we're sounds gonna good, yeah. we're gonna dig in. We're gonna make uh something special. Uh, right now for you, and uh, I, so, again, so appreciate it. Les, thank you for coming, too. Thank you yeah. for having me. This thank has you. been great. This is, yeah, thank it, you. This is awesome stuff. And then, thank Ted, you. is there anything you want people to know about you or anything you want to put out there before we leave? You no, know, as
1: I always say to everyone, always walk, think, and I dream in beauty. You know, we walk in beauty and always just the years can die us, you know, The years can die, you know. Bio walk con- with God. Bio con Dios. Dios. Yeah, and, uh, walk with God. Yeah. 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 I just, I goofed that up. I hope you can knock that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm supposed to speak Spanish pretty good, but not, I messed it we're up. We're not going to bother. Like, okay, we're leaving at it in. We want to keep it real. <laughs> keep it All right. Real.
0: Thanks, everybody. Till next Thank time. You.
1: Thank you.